Welcome back to the Book Report Podcast with Allie and Rach. I'm Allie. And I'm Rach. And we are continuing our spring break of spice. <laughs> it's the end of the month, so it's it supposed is. to be our last book. But oh. we might just throw in a couple. Let's do a couple. Sprinkle Can we do a couple in some more? smut. I mean, it's been so fun. I'm enjoying this. So I say we do, I mean, it can be a long spring break. Yeah. It's, it's been it's a short still season. spring break in my heart. I haven't yeah. been back to work yet after my vacation and don't really want to. Let's do some more. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> okay. into it. Okay. Until it's fully, fully blossomed. Everything is getting warmer. Yeah. It feels yeah. like it's just now spring here in in nashville yeah it's we still need some spice we're gonna do a little bit more but we're continuing on clearly we're enjoying it yeah and this week we had a really fun book you found this one right i did so is it the things we never got over things or things, things we never, we never over, things we never things? got over it's part of the knock em out series by lucy score so there are two books out the other one is called Things We Hide from the Light, mm. and the one coming out in September of this year is the Things We Left Behind, Okay. and each book is about a different couple. So the book we read last week and we're talking about tonight is about two characters, Naomi and Knox. Yeah. The next one, which I'm halfway through, is about Lena and Nash. Okay, I want to read about Sloan and So that's Lush, the one coming Lush, out Lushin? in that, September. Okay, that's I, the one I want to read. And I was kind of, when I started the book, I didn't know what it was about. I thought it was just about another friend group, Yeah. Maybe. And I was like, oh, I don't really care about Lena and Nash. Yeah, I, <laughs> I want to know about Sloan and Lucian. When I was reading it, it kind of gave vibes. Like, oh, this is going to be a uh-huh. series about each of these couples. And I was like, oh, I think it, Lena and Nash are going to be one. But... Yeah, I want Sloan and I want to know. I, what's I just going want to know what's there. going on. There's been yeah. no no hints, so I wish that was the one that was next. But okay, spoiler, it wasn't. It's Lena and Nash. Yeah. So when we were, I think where we left off on the podcast, we had read two books mm-hmm. and we hadn't quite picked the next one. Mm-hmm. So I was going on vacation, yeah. and we had like pre-recorded the ones that came out. And I filled my brain with so much smut trying to find our next book. And I kind of to, just like, left it to Allie. I was yeah. like, okay, she's on vacation. She'll find the right one. She'll just blast, you know, blast through some Kindle Unlimited books and we'll be good to go. So I did. So this is what I read. I read For Vacation Only by Mika Nix. I gave that a C plus. It's about okay. a couple that meets on a cruise ship. Okay. He um, is left at the altar on his wedding night in Greece Ooh. and goes on his honeymoon anyway. Okay. And I gave it a C plus. It was very entertaining. It was each stop on the cruise, mm-hmm. they get out and explore the cities. So it's kind of some travel porn, if yeah. you will, <laughs> too. Um, I gave it two chili peppers. Okay. It was just a little spicy. Just a little. Um, the second one we read was called Guild, which I texted you while I was yeah. in Italy and said, have you read this? This looks really spicy. Uh-huh. And you're like, I'm halfway through it. I'm like, great. This will be perfect. Yeah. I or I had, like, read, I had read part of it. I had started it and never finished it. Mm-hmm. It's like um, another telling of King Midas. Yeah. Um, but I knew they had a harem. It starts out with this like group sex scene. It, was re- it starts out so intense. I was like, whoa, we are going to go out on a five chili pepper. Uh-huh. We're going to do it. 
And I read the whole thing. Say no, I read the whole thing. I yeah. loved it. Actually. No, I thought it was a really. I actually gave this but one an A, one chili pepper. There's like no. It's like this opening scene and then nothing. Ali um, uh, texts me while I was on vacation, and she's like, "So there's no sex in this book except for that one scene." Yeah. Um. So we really liked it. I kind of want to read the next one, so maybe we'll yeah, cover. I would it be into that later in the summer. Um. And then I read Punk 57, which Allie had already read. So I was trying to think of things that would be easy. It's like, been the, a while since I read that one. Though. The week was getting like mm-hmm. coming to a close. I knew we were recording tonight. So I was like, okay, well, this is perfect. I'll read mm-hmm. this one. That one I gave it F. It is about children <laughs> having hardcore sex. It's pretty intense. It was one of the ones that I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it was wild. I hated all the characters. Everyone yeah. sucked in it. I can't remember what happened. I only know I read it. But I couldn't remember anything. So I started re- rereading it. And then you sent this one. I was like, okay, no. I think this is more. Good for you. Oh, yeah. God. If you would have read that twice, I would have felt bad. That book sucked so much ass. A lot of people love it. It it was like top book for years. Huh. It's probably still popular on TikTok. Book talk. What? Spice talk. I mean, am I, maybe I'm too old. I don't want to read about it. <laughs> okay. I don't want to read about that stuff. Which, did you have more that you read? And then finally this one. Okay. This one, you, yeah. Do you want to do my opener? Well, do you want to tell about the cocktail first? Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. So I, the book starts with Naomi, our female main character, showing up in this town of Knock 'em Out. I can't, fresh I'm going to every time you say that. Wedding. Is the name of the town. She's got like her hair still all pinned up, but we find out that she has left her husband at the uh-huh. altar, like literally snuck out of the church basement. And the whole first part of the book, she keeps mentioning, I should be in Paris right mm-hmm. now on my honeymoon, exploring the yeah. Parisian streets. So that was the champagne element. Oh, and then insight. So this girl I follow on TikTok, I just, I, um, not TikTok, someone I follow on Instagram, she just has the loveliest cocktails, mm-hmm. and the way she does her videos is something. It's probably like what we wanted to do, but yeah. she's already done it, and I'll never be able to be that cool or coordinated. Um, but she did an old fashioned, and then she did a champagne old fashioned, <gasps> which I thought that was kind of a lovely. It it's like mix the two of like Knox is the old fashioned I love piece, it. and then that was very creative. Cheers. Naomi. Cheers. Whoa, I like that. It's really good. Whoa, like that It doesn't a lot. taste like an old-fashioned. So you're supposed to use a sugar cube, which I didn't have. So I put some, like, sugar, like a little bit of sugar at the bottom. And I just added the bitters that are in an old-fashioned. So I orange and Agnostora. Yeah. And then I spritzed the rind of an orange in and rubbed the edge of it. And really, the champagne. really into that. Delicious. Um, Love yeah. when we do something with bubbles, so we burp the whole time. <laughs> no ice, but bubbles, yes. This will be nice. Give us your little, your brief, Okay. your convincing someone to, is this your convincing someone to read it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I realized after I read this book, I really like small town romance. Mm-hmm. So this is a small town romance that turns enemies to lovers out of a runaway bride with an evil twin and a town hero slash bad boy slash entrepreneur slash lottery winner. This is a charming and spicy found family romance with a crime element. Yeah. Where family secrets come to light and there is lots of sex. Yeah. 
<laughs> it takes it a while to get started. It does. And I was they, nervous you were pulling another. Well, I didn't know either. <laughs> I started it. I was like, I think this is fun. It's like got a biker gang kind of in it. And uh-huh. like, a, or at least Knock em Out seems like a biker town. We really love some other books that had that in mm-hmm. it. This could be great. I gave it a B. Yeah. I, I It was a fun, I just like. A solid B plus. Mm-hmm. Like, very solid B plus. Yeah. The characters were fun and I was interested in all of them. And I have a lot to say about what I didn't like, but most of it's just like language related. Yeah. I took a lot of notes for this one. Mm. A lot. I think, I, and I even missed some. So when Naomi gets into town, she, I hated her. Mm-hmm. She's annoying. All she wants is coffee. Mm-hmm. And someone put on Goodreads one star. I was like, is Naomi's entire personality, I need coffee? <laughs> Which I thought was so funny. So very millennial of her. I think mm-hmm. Gen Z makes fun of us for how much we need coffee. Yeah. Well, she, we I think in the same review, someone was like, Oh, enter small stress, Naomi in the background. I need coffee. <laughs> but she falls head over heels in love with this coffee shop owner. I don't remember his name. Julian or? Uh, um, Justice. Justice. Who is kind of biker looking but he makes her this maple bacon latte that sounds, that sounds disgusting. disgusting. That she like wants to marry him about and was on the fence with her about yeah. that from then on. But she, I mean, a huge part of this story and what brought her knock him out is that she has this evil, bad I twin love, sister named Tina. Tina. Which is the t- And they call her not Tina. <laughs> not Tina. And Tina is barely in the story. I mean, she's a big yeah. piece of the story because she keeps coming up. And well, people keep thinking she is Tina to begin with. Yeah. And Tina is not liked in this town. No. Everyone hates her. She's only been there, like, not, or Tina has only been there for, like, a year or two, and she is hated. Mm-hmm. The whole reason Knox comes to the coffee shop is because people text him that are there saying, Tina's here. There's going to be trouble. And Knox, like, runs the town. Yeah. And Knox, I don't know why he keeps being called a bad boy. He He's not bad at all. He's not bad at all. He's like the town good guy who just has tattoos. Yes. And was like, maybe in high school seems like... Also, like, doesn't get attached. Right. Like, doesn't, like, I'm not going to marry anyone. And in high school, he was, you know, rough around mm-hmm. the edges, got into trouble. Not a yeah. bad guy now. <laughs> no. Yeah. He's like every guy you went to school with that made mistakes in high school and turned out fine. Yeah. <laughs> but right when Naomi meets him, well, she finds out his name is Knox, uh-huh. and she wonders if it's short for Noxathan. Oh, I didn't even... Re- I don't remember that. She's like... What is Knox? That's the stupidest name, Noxathan. It kind of is. No. Well, you learn, and all the, I don't know this is not spoiling anything, but in the second book, I'm sad I didn't pick up on this. Mm-hmm. So there's Knox, and then his brother Nash. Nash. Are you so, from Tennessee? Knoxville and Nashville. Are, is that it? So their parents, so Nash is Knox's brother, and their parents honeymooned in Tennessee and oh. love Tennessee. So Knock em Out is in Virginia. Uh-huh. And they, I guess, visited Tennessee. They love Tennessee. So that's why they named the boys. That, I figured it was Knox. I did not put those together because I'm that's a dumb, funny. dumb person. But yeah, Knox and Nash. Mm. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Tina just seemed like the dumbest part of the story. You only meet her in the very end. 
Yeah. You meet Tina in the very end. And she's just as dumb and shitty yeah. as... She- if you If it's been a while since you've read this, basically, Tina is the worst. She has a daughter named Waylay. Waylay. And is 11, but none of Tina's family knows she has this daughter. So... Naomi I'm rolls surprised. into town and to save Tina because Tina's she's like abandoned her awful fiance at the altar because he hit her, mm. and Tina texts and is like, "I need you." She shows into town. Tina robs her blind and takes off, and then In her car leaves her daughter mm-hmm. <laughs> to Naomi. So Naomi gets you know all of this thrown at her. She has no phone. She has no wallet. She has no car. She's just left her fiance. He's in a seedy motel. Um, in a seedy motel. And our boy Knox, who's the town, just seems like he kind of runs the town a mm-hmm. bit. He Between him and his brother, who is the sheriff, chief, whatever. Chief. chief of police. And, yeah, thus starts a friends to I mean, Knox, enemies. enemies to lovers situation where mm-hmm. Knox is kind of rescuing her. And she keeps saying she doesn't need rescued. I'm like, girl, you do. <laughs> you do. Super do. Her parents, she has wonderful parents, but they're on a cruise. She doesn't oh, want to yeah. like, interrupt their cruise. Mm-hmm. To tell them that they have a granddaughter they know a thing yeah. about. So she just like doesn't want to bother anyone with her problems. And But Knox saves the day over and over and over again until they start banging. And then. Yeah. Well, so that was Knox kind of puts himself in their lives or in her life immediately. Yeah. When she convinces them that she's not Tina, I'm. It also seems that the differences between the two twins are kind of funny. Yeah. Tina has smoked and drank and just mm-hmm. had a very rough life. And it talks about her skin being leathery. Yeah. It's like, mm. Mm-hmm. Wear your sunscreen, ladies. Wear your sunscreen, ladies. And Naomi's being smooth and her just looking fresh and <laughs> beautiful. You found out Tina's boobs are crooked. crooked. <laughs> and Naomi's heart. And that's how the bad guy in the story who's like drunk can tell the I'm sorry, I'm jumping like way ahead. I laughed out loud when I read that that's how he could tell him apart. You was, think I'm stupid? <laughs> Your boobs, boobs are crooked. <laughs> I mean, like, God, what if that's the way you were recognized? I mean, Man. boobs come in all shapes and sizes. Some of them are. But it would suck if you were a twin. Hers were fake, too. Yeah. Who Her, Tina's were? Tina's were fake. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember because that. Because she, when they switched outfits, Naomi had to push her tits up oh so it looked like <laughs> tina <laughs> that's funny oh okay. my first i actually i'm looking back at my notes now my first note is Knox and nash question mark question mark question mark because i was like what in this what is the story behind these two names but yeah i also wrote this is maybe this is too deep i'll start with this lighter mm-hmm. it reminded me a little bit of a movie i grew up on as a kid which was Smokey and the bandit oh have you seen it ever Mm-mm. Sally Field is fleeing a marriage that she ran away from, and the bandit just picks her up uh, on the side of the road in his, you know, fast car, and it's it just reminded me of that, and there's, like, a little bit of enemies to, I mean, it's enemies to lovers, too, but in a, obviously, different. and he's kind of, like, the bad guy, you know, uh-huh. and she's, like, Miss Goody, two-shoes. It reminded me a little bit of that, and I love it, and then I went down this rabbit hole of a cliche versus a trope. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we have all these like tropes in books that you either love or you don't love. Yeah. And there were there was parts of this book that annoyed me because it felt like they were cliche. 
I'm not like a trope. her having to fix everyone and being like mm-hmm. a woman who has to fix everyone. I'm like that was annoying. I mean, that is something we all I felt yeah. a lot of women struggle with and can relate to. But it just felt like really cliche and kind of annoyed me. And then I was like, well, what's the difference between that and like this trope I love of enemies to lovers? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Well, we we can talk about that because that was something that I thought was interesting. Was so you meet Naomi who throughout the story is constantly characterized mm-hmm. by how she gives and gives and gives to her ex-fiance, Warner, and she's trying to be someone they want to stay with. Mm-hmm. She's, like, trying to perfect – she says it more clearly at the end what she feels like she did wrong, but she's been – she has this dream, and she's trying to will it into existence yeah. by being the perfect – match for whoever is in front of her that can mm-hmm. give her that dream like be a part of that life that she wants to yeah. see or her life to turn into and because I, I mean we're both you and I are both people pleasers yeah. and we're something we're actively working, working on to live lives that mm-hmm. respect ourselves in our own time too and I didn't see Anything she did as, like, very problematic. Yeah. Like, not one, like, one thing that I thought was interesting was I guess she didn't tell her best friend, her new best friend, her best friend of, like, three weeks or something, about her house getting broken into. And they were all so upset about that. And she's like, I just didn't want anyone to worry. And they, like, went into this deep dive into her psychosis of just wanting to protect people from all the bad stuff. And I do that too. I don't know. I mean, if my house was broken into, I'd tell you. I'm not trying to like protect you from right. like the bad parts of me. So I felt like that was kind of un That was the most believable. Un- it seems that she really struggles with people pleasing and wanting to help people all the time and fix things. That I can relate to. It also feels like they're conflating that with someone who can't ask for or accept help. And maybe Mm -hmm. those two things go hand in hand. But because I am such a people pleaser, and I do feel the need to like, oh, I have to help things and fix things all the time. I don't really struggle with asking for help. And so that was hard for me to get behind or to understand. I'm like, girl, you are stranded. You are stranded in this town. You have to get help. Mm Mm-hmm. You either have to call your parents or your BFF, Steph, what was his name, Steph, right? Steph. Steph, or let Knox help you. Like, you Mm -hmm. can't be a hard ass in this situation. I don't know. When you're desperate, you're desperate. And not only that, but a hot, tatted up, really good guy, Mm well-respected lotto winner is the one who wants to help you. (laughs) Like, ma'am, I need you to just be okay with that. And I get she's not in the greatest headspace because she did just, you know leave someone at the altar but Mm -hmm. that I really struggled with was her not being able to just say thank you I don't know what I would do I would be stranded with a new 11 year old I just met on the side of the road if it wasn't I owe you I owe you thank you yeah whatever I just wanted her to say that but Mm -hmm. I yeah I'd ask I also didn't understand why she didn't get up with Steph somehow yeah well she wrote him an email and said please don't be mad at me but he seems like the absolute yeah. Should be her life partner, and probably. And he didn't like Warner, and she knew he didn't like Warner. Yeah, I don't, so he yeah, would have been true. the first person. If I mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about like if I wasn't married and we were still BFFs mm-hmm. and I left someone at the altar, like had this crazy life situation, ended up stranded in a small town with a new niece I just met. Immediate, I'd be like, where is a phone? I will go to a gas station. I will ask mm-hmm. a stranger to borrow their cell phone. And I'd be like, right. send you an email <laughs> two days send later. You an email from a library two days later? No. Yeah. So that was a little hard. Her just like. It felt unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Her inability to ask for help felt unbelievable. But yeah, one thing I did love is that these folks were our age, and I, especially because you mentioned Punk Fifty Seven being about kids. Mm-hmm. There was another one I started reading, and I was like, I just can't read about the the youths. <laughs> and we've read, read a lot of books about college kids. Yeah, we have this year, and. I, I, everything just felt so unrelatable to their yeah. station in life there and many times like the country that the book was set in. Mm-hmm. This one felt, this one relatable. felt great. It's let me, okay. I'm going to sprinkle in my one star reviews. On, not yours, from, but no, not mine. Read. Yeah. Yeah. Good star reviews. Zoe said, you know, a 36 year old woman did not call a dick, a magical wand that cast orgasm spells and a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> Makes sense. Her beau is 43 years old and a man that acts like a three-year-old having a temper tantrum. Update, I finished and I hate men. (laughs) Okay, the term she used for a penis that upset me the most was a thick purple-headed leader. I wrote it down and was like, I have never hated anything more than that. Isn't that what she said the first time she saw it? I think so. I think that's what she I said. I couldn't even, there was more to it that I was like, I. Wasn't a magical wand that casted orgasm spells. I just, here's what I would, this might exist out there. If this exists, someone send me this book recommendation. I love a romance. I love some spicy books. It can be fantastical. The tropes can be tropin. The, mm-hmm. it can be irrational plot, whatever. But I, the way people talk about, describe body parts and talk about sex feels so unrealistic sometimes. Like mm-hmm. a purple-headed leader? No. no. I've been married for 15 years. No one's talking like that. Nope. I just would love a book that it feels like normal descriptions. Have you? Did you ever read Under the Tuscan Sun? No, I never read it. So... The group that I went to Florence with, we were talking about it, and one of the girls was like, it's actually, I'm pretty sure Diane Lane was in her, like, mid to late 30s. Mm. And that's kind of a steamy romance. Yeah. I'd like to read that and see yeah. how she I, I describes it. I like the ones of, like, people mm-hmm. our age, for sure. Mm-hmm. It was a good... And from a small town. I'm from a small town. I yeah. felt some of that was relatable, actually, mm-hmm. where... Word travels super fast, and you probably think that's irrational, and it sure is not how fast things get around, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I felt that was really relatable, too. The other one-star review just has to do with what we're talking about. Katie said, this was like a Disney Channel original movie, but for adults only. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't mad about that at all. Mm -mm. And I was like, no, that's great. That's a great review. Thank you, Lucy. (laughs) Score. Um... The okay, do you want to talk about the breakup? Oh, the okay, before we get to the breakup, mm-hmm. can we talk about the reason that the brothers were fighting? Oh my god, this is the best. I loved it. 
this I is the best. Lo- I thought so. This this is the cadence of my notes. Okay. I wrote, I'm watching the percentage I've read and judging the lack of spice. This is romance, not spice. And then I just wrote 44 percent because that's when it finally happened. And then I wrote, I'm obsessed that the reason the brothers were fighting was so dumb. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be the whole thing was these brothers had this falling out over a girl. girl. And the fact that it was such a stupid thing. And she just straight up was like, that's dumb. That's dumb. You guys are both idiots. idiots. I love it. kind of threw me. I didn't expect it. It threw mm-hmm. me for a loop. I was obsessed with that. Well, I was so confused. Because, I mean, in the first scene, when Knox finds her at the coffee shop and is yelling at her, thinking she's Tina, he takes her. Her car is stolen. While she's in the coffee shop, Tina steals her car. So she thinks it's been impounded. So he takes her to the police station where she sees that the police station is named after. Yeah. It's like the Knox Morgan Municipal. Whatever. (laughs) And so you don't know why. Yeah. His his name is up there. He seems to hate his brother. Yeah. He seems to hate cops. Uh Uh-huh. And so I kept feeling like that was not concluded Mm -hmm. until they – I mean, it was a while before they finally discussed what the – problem was between the yeah. two brothers it's when nash gets shot yes that's when they finally he's oh, like he's in the oh, hospital yeah i'm gonna tell you this big thing and then it's the, like you're an idiot it's so dumb dude and i loved that it was stupid and it wasn't about a girl i also kind of wondered if it was going to be that he was in a motorcycle gang because mm-hmm. they kept talking about like, these other like bikers around town yeah. and oh maybe he's in a gang and there's going to be like this i loved that the crime aspect was not that he was in a motorcycle gang mm-hmm. he just is a tatted up barber owner yeah a winner it was not a lot of things threw me for a little bit of a loop and i appreciated it i did hate that okay so the reason the brothers are fighting is because nash won the lottery the lottery and he like bought businesses in town he's like trying to make the town better like trying to use his money where it he can Mm -hmm. withstand the test of time he gave his grandmother money to pay off her house and he just gave Nash money. And he's like, dude, I don't want your money. He was already mad at Nash for becoming a cop. That's right. That's right. Okay. He was mad at Nash because Nash was a cop. And he's like, okay, if I give him this money, he doesn't have to do that anymore. Uh-huh. And Nash is like, no, go fuck yourself. I don't want your money. Mm-hmm. And he finally took it or. He took it and built a new police station and, and named, named it after Knox. Which is so That's funny. Some petty ass shit. I like love, love it because I, <laughs> if someone just like threw money at my face to mm-hmm. stop me from doing something I liked doing, yeah, it's kind of like a shitty thing to do. And he yeah. does it again to Naomi after he breaks up with her. He like he thinks his here's two hundred fifty thousand dollars, yeah. and she's like, no, that's so cheap and gross. I yeah. don't want your money. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it felt like this This had been going on for a while, it seemed like. Um, and it all solved itself in mm-hmm. the course of 24 hours. He's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I well, because he got shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't know. In this book, we don't know who shot him. That's we true, kind of, that's true. Yeah, we find out more at the very end of the book. But you just hear that he got shot at like a traffic stop. Yeah. He was ambushed. And you don't. I didn't even really care. I didn't even realize I didn't know what happened. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just now realizing I didn't care. Um. Oh. Well, if you didn't care about that, just wait for a whole other book about Nash and Lena. Yeah. But 
Okay, so Naomi and Knox are pretending to have this fake relationship, which is another trope. Fa- favorite trope. I really like it. Favorite, hands down. And let me tell you why. I'm sorry. I know okay. you were about to say something. No. I grew up watching soap operas with my mom, which is why I love all the tropes I love. I'm realizing slowly I can trace <laughs> back the things I like to read in like fantasy and romance to storylines from As the World Turns and Guiding Light. Mm-hmm. If you watched, you know, the other soaps, sorry, they're the wrong ones. I watched, <laughs> I think it was CBS. It was like Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, As the World Turns, Guiding Light. Guiding Light, the first storyline that I, I personally like latched onto and was obsessed with was Danny Michelle, Danny Santos, and he was a mob leader. And Michelle killed her, his brother accidentally, like total accident, killed his brother. And he was like, my family has to have justice. I have to kill you. And she was like, it was an accident. And I just hit him with a rock and I don't know what to do. And Danny's like, oh, no, I can't be that bad of a person and like yeah. kill you for that. If I marry you, then because we can't kill family in the mob world, uh-huh. then no one can kill you. So we have to fake get married and pretend to be in a relationship. And I was hooked on that storyline. I also homeschooled, so I could watch Guiding Light. It came on at like two. So I was so obsessed with that storyline. And I was reading this and was like, this is my favorite. I thought it was Enemies to Lovers. I the think fake the, relationship. The fake relationship is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And it is 1,000% because of Danny and Michelle. That's so funny. None of those names ring a bell. So definitely was not. You watched a different channel soap? I did not watch soap operas. I thought I was into Passions for a while, but Passions was really stupid. There's a, you can, I figured this out a few years ago because I was Googling, it was when I started reading some romance book and we were, was talking about tropes or something and I Googled something about Danny and Michelle and realized there is someone who has gone on YouTube and sliced all of the scenes from different soaps together. So, you know, when you watch a soap opera, they jump around from storylines. So someone had gone through and made like one storyline into an episode. So it would be like Danny and Michelle episode one, and it was all their storylines sliced together. Somebody oh my did gosh. That. And in that's been like years of right, episodes. It looks like it's recorded from someone's television from back in the day because stuff like alerts come across the bottom and everything (laughs) it gave me so much nostalgia i would put it on the background when i was like working and doing data entry stuff i'd have it up on a screen i like i i I loved soap operas so much soaps were good at like having different ages too this reminded me of a soap opera a lot Mm -hmm. okay the breakup the breakup so the grossest scene in this entire book is Naomi and Knox are having what seems to be like morning sex. Yeah. And it is like, they do seem like the sweetest couple while they are having this fake relationship. They're both being honest with one another about like, wow, this is going to be really hard to not see you again. Problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like they were really sweet. Knox was so sweet to Waylay, which is Naomi's niece that she's been put in charge of and she's just said so many times this is gonna be so hard like both of them did when this ends let's just like see where this goes Mm -hmm. and I felt like they were being very adult and normal about their feelings they were having and what they were turning into yeah but Knox all of a sudden so he's they're having sex Mm -hmm. and he's like I've just got to make her come one more time like 
that's so disgusting. Yeah. And like thinking about how you're gonna break up with this woman while you're inside of her. I know. What is wrong with you, Lucy? Who hurt you? Didn't think he was that problematic of a character until he was doing that. That was the gross. I was like the grossest scene. And then he takes her to a coffee shop or somewhere to like break up with her. Public. Mm Hmm. And she calls him out on that, which I liked. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she handled it well. I mean, spoiler, they get back together like a week later. Yeah. But she is. I mean, she's also worried, which I've never thought about this, but I mean, I'm married. How that's looking to her niece who's watching yeah. her. And like, do you want to see, do you want to seem like your entire identity and worth is wrapped up in how yeah. someone sees you? Or do you want to see her see a woman that, God, that sucks. But can move on. Fuck him because he missed out on an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. to be with us. Yeah. And I feel like that's where she landed right before he they like figured out yeah what was going on. So the the family secret was the day before he broke up with her, he was trying to get Waylay and Naomi out of town. So he took both of them to this charity this homeless Mm -hmm. house that he cuts hair at for free every month so while he's there he's cutting the hair of this silver fox which is wild like wildly overused yeah there's a lot of silver foxes lucy's got it the author she's got a thing for the silver she does i have a lot of theories about lucy Mm. Mm. theories about lucy adding it to my notes silver fox is definitely overused Mm -hmm. and anyway Knox is cutting the hair of a silver fox. And when Naomi goes to introduce herself, I don't know, Knox just kind of acts weird. Yeah. And says, this is Duke. And then Wele and Naomi see Knox giving Duke like a backpack full of something. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was money, which is got to be Knox's like full of money. fatal flaw. So like, why dumb. are you giving people money? Give them Visa gift cards at least. Not oh just cash. God. So like, where's where are people getting all this cash? No. So he, I think he just had this breakdown. Like, oh, my dad couldn't do it. The breakdown actually also seems very stupid. Yeah. Like everyone speaks sense and like, just because your dad did that, don't do that. Yeah. Like, doesn't mean it's hereditary to be right. an asshole. Yeah. Like, you're not an asshole. Yeah. Until now, like, yeah. you don't have to so be. His dad was like living on the streets and. Aban- basically abandoned his mom died mm-hmm. and then his dad couldn't handle it and left them and so he's like my dad abandoned me and then his grandfather passed away right after mm-hmm. so he just had a lot of he had a hard go he had a hard run for mm-hmm. a while there and he did get abandoned i liked the way that everyone kept trying to like knock some sense into him and the way they kept describing it in um naomi included was that it's upsetting even they, being Naomi and Wele, are not enough for you to try and get past this. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone recognized that he had this hurt and these really awful traumatic things that happened. And even Naomi was like, I can't believe you're not more, like, you don't have, like, more PTSD issues. That mm-hmm. like, you're, like, you know, as successful as you are. But I'm sad that we aren't enough for you 
to try, just to try again, you know? And I liked, I thought about that a lot today. I liked the way that they kept referring to, you don't have to be a perfect person. You don't have Mm -hmm. to be past your trauma. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have to have everything figured out. You just have to know that, like, this person is worth working toward all of those things. Yeah. And I thought that was a really healthy viewpoint. Like, I I got married really young. And Mm -hmm. I think about who we were back then and how different it was. But I feel like what we saw in each other was there's something worth us becoming better people, even though we're not there yet. And working toward this thing together. That I I thought that was really healthy. And I just, I liked that. I thought Mm -hmm. it was represented in a really good way. Yeah, I like how it was spun by everyone but Knox. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the last thing I wanted to talk about were the titles. So this one is Things We Never Let... Wait. Things We Never Got Over. Mm-hmm. What do you think that was? Because if each book is about a couple, I'm guessing oh. it's about Knox. It's about and Knox not getting over his dad abandoning him. Abandoning him? What about Naomi? Not getting over her sister being an awful person, which I kind of love that she she never there was no redemption arc for her. I I wanted there to be something. She just everyone's like, no, she sucks. Even her parents were like, no, she sucks. (laughs) Like one of the first things Knox says is like, you're dead. You're like, I don't remember what he refers to her as like, you're no good Mm -hmm. daughter. When he meets Naomi's parents and like he's like, no offense, I'm like none taken. (laughs) She sucks. Not a yeah. All right, so the next one is Things We Hide from the Light, and that's one's about Lena and Nash. So now I'm wondering, since I'm probably halfway through that one, or actually, you know what? I have been tracking, too, when, like, anything remotely spicy comes into play. I said I was halfway through. Okay, I'm only 27%. There was a very hot masturbating scene. Oh, whoa. I don't think I could write. I don't know. It was weird. Okay. This is so anyway, something to think about. If we ever read the next one, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to finish it because I just really want to read the Sloan and Lucian. I want to find out what the fuck happened. But when you go to, Allie had said when we were texting back and forth, she's like, some of these smut authors are kind of problematic yeah so i've been really worried about someone we pick i'm trying to go Me as too. far back as i can on instagram and on tiktok to make sure they're not shitty people and lucy score is she seems like very delightful mm-hmm. but my favorite thing about lucy score is if you go to www.lucyscore.net it's her it's a very like cute picture of her in front of a bookcase like with her arms open she's really sweet looking and right above her photo is writing romance so steamy her family can't look her in the eye (laughs) i'm like i have never resonated i've like overthought how i could be a smut author me too me too that's like when i get so popular all my books are gonna be read like do i tell my husband oh i would josh would proofread them for me (laughs) he would edit them co-write them but i've thought about this so much like i think it would kind of be fun i think it would kind of be fun. so much fun i studied writing in college it would finally be using my degree i mean that is her picture though on i mean it is her this is not a pseudonym she does not have a that name i didn't know anything about the author before 40 minutes ago when we started this Mm -hmm. recording this and i wrote the last thing i wrote on my notes was 
is the author actually a man? Mm. Because the thing that made me not think it is I think the sex scenes were written by a woman to mm-hmm. me. They were very female forward. Yeah. Knox, written by a woman. Yeah. But there were things throughout it that made – well, the terminology – the purple-headed leader. I wrote another one that I didn't share, but it was Professional Ruiner of Vaginas. Oh, I God. Thought, There's no woman who writes that. And then the the outfits that they described as sexy, like a short denim skirt and the cowboy boots and stuff, I thought, I think this is written, I think this is written by a 40-year-old man. But not. It's not. Yeah. She looks delightful and cute, and I can't believe. She wrote it. You did it, I Lizzie. can in a lot of ways, just in there's a handful that made me question it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't fan cast it. I I, I felt one. like this would have been a really fun we should have rom-com. I know. What's I have one? one. And it's based on the fact that I would bet my life savings on the fact that Miss Lucy Score is a fan of Sons of Anarchy mm-hmm. and Charlie Hunnam is, is Knox. Knox. And that is... Him being My blonde and the way she describes his haircut mm-hmm. is like short on the sides and long mm-hmm. on top. I'm like, oh, okay, that's Charlie Hunnam. It, you are describing Jax. Also, Jax Knox. No, you're describing Jax from Sense of Anarchy, <laughs> but a good guy. Yeah. Basically, what we all wanted him to be. I loved Sons of Anarchy. That's why I was so excited. I know we've talked about Sons of Anarchy loved. so much before. That's why. And I also kept thinking this is going. The second she described him, I thought of Jax, and I was like, this is going to not end well. This is going to be biker gangs and bleh. No, and then he was just a delightful version of Jax. Mm-hmm. He's just grumpy mm-hmm. and likes his dog. Oh, the, oh, the other thing the I loved, dog. I felt like the dogs were characters in this book. Mm-hmm. Even how the parents brought their dog and befriended the other. Like, they were characters in this book. Great detail was gone into describing every single dog. Yes. You felt like yeah. you knew them. Mm-hmm. I, that was actually one of my favorite parts of this book was how invested I was in the dogs. And then when the when Naomi and Knox broke up and Waylay was so mad about it, she stole his dog. Oh my She's God. like, I'm keeping your dog. And Ugh. she just took the dog. They all live on like the same property. So yeah. she just like took his dog. <laughs> like, freaking I loved, loved it so much. Yeah, Waylay was a great character. She was great. She was great. Oh, all in all, I, now that we're talking about it, what do we for, an a? for a spicy romance, is it an A minus? I could give it an A. It was. I can be so swayed. Fun, and I. It took me a while to think that, and then mm-hmm. I was like, I love this book. It was so. There were lots of cliches, lots of traps. Yeah. Nothing felt overly problematic. Everything was kind of delightful. Mm-hmm. It wrapped up. Certain things in a bow. Crime yeah. had a little bit of it all in there. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. I loved it. Well, that's how I was sold on it. Was it? It was actually a DIY um, Instagrammer influencer oh. that had been reading it, and she's like, "This has been great. Mm-hmm. It is steamy. It is small town, and it is has some crime. I'm like, huh? Yeah." And the cover is like pink and it's got yeah. daisies on it. And so I'd seen this book around everywhere. I did not think this is where it... And when she said all of those things, I was like, what the hell? It's on Kindle Unlimited. Oh, let me read my other one stars because I, I picked these out. This is not a one star book, people. This is only a one star if you didn't want to read a romance book with spice. 
India said one star, Kindle Unlimited is doing me dirty. It will, honey. It It will. And Kylie said one star, this book made me hate coffee. I mean, (laughs) also true. (laughs) I don't know. It didn't make me hate coffee, but. Uh, but yeah, um, so maybe next week we'll keep This is a great one. Lucy Score, I'm a fan. We could just do her second book next week. I'm way into that. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. okay. Next week cool. we're going to read part two, even though it's not the characters. Things we hid from the light. Things we hid from the light. And we'll be able to compare it. Yeah. Like one after the other. We never I'm get so to do that. i Okay, cool. I'm going to start it tonight. Okay. I also binged this one at like, I wake up basically every morning at 3 a.m. and can't get back to sleep and this is like, read this. This is this keeps me awake at 3 a.m. Knowing every time I wake up at 3 a.m., I think about texting you like, I'm you should, here, I'm girl. I'm probably awake reading it. I know. <laughs> Drinking my sleepy time tea, trying to go back to bed. But all right. Well, that's what we're going to do next week. We're going to just keep going. We're going to keep going. Until we don't want to. Until we don't want to anymore. This is our we're podcast. Grown-ups, and this we're is our podcast. fucking grown-ups. <laughs> 30, almost 38. We're almost 40. I am almost 39. I am 38 oh, right today, now. today, my kids asked how old you were. And I said, cool. she's she's one year older than me. And they were like, is she, are y'all almost 40? And it like, like hit them. And I was all like, right. yeah, bud, we Babies, are. Babies, you can go fuck <laughs> yourselves. They also asked to, this was sweet, and I'll share it with everyone from the pod. Mm-hmm. They asked, suddenly, out of nowhere, we're driving home today. And my oldest son, who's almost 10, goes, I don't know the tale of Rachel and her husband getting married. <laughs> tale? And I was like, what? And he's like, the tale. I know your, you and dad's tale. I know our other friend's tale. So this other friend went to their wedding. I don't know Rachel and her husband. And I was like, oh, my God, the fact that you call it a, a tale and that you, like, want to know. It's like he thinks it's weird. I wonder if we should, like, make a presentation of, like, it. wedding photos. and I like think photos he would of- enjoy it us dating like i think he wants to know we'll have like wedding cake (laughs) we'll just recreate our dinner from our reception i would love that it also be so much i wasn't there yeah which of course he doesn't know that he thinks we've been like friends forever well we were friends when i got married he goes yeah that's what he said i said we i wasn't at their wedding but you knew her i I mean yeah yeah, i knew her but we weren't friends back then yeah we got friends anyway that's so funny you have a tail it's a tale. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have so many wedding invitations. I'll send them one. <laughs> anyway, uh, we hope you enjoy your week. Thank Re- you for listening. Yeah. And thank you for continuing on this smutty, spicy journey with spicy us. Spicy spring break. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of The Book Report with Allie and Rach. You can find us on Instagram at Book Report Podcast. You can find us on TikTok at at Book Report Podcast. And if you want to write us an email, you can write us an email at thebookreportpod at gmail.com.